Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along again to the Melchester Odyssey. Uh, I have in my right hand... The 25th of June, 1983 issue of Row of the Rovers, 18 pence. Um, and at the very top, it tantalisingly says, Extra Roy of the Rovers story starts today. Mm. So, we'll have a little look at what that's all about, shall we? Um, I didn't send yeah. you the pictures for this because I don't want to talk about it this makes me. This, this makes me think of like... You know when the dynasty when dynasty suddenly introduced the Colbys. The Colbys, yeah. Well, they've done this already. They've done the apprentices. Do you remember? Yeah. Touched on that yeah. a couple of weeks ago. The young Melchester apprentices, um, mm. which is uh, still going. I can't find it. This one. Where is it? Because Blackie Grays took the apprentices away on tour uh, to Spain. Um, oh, I mean oh. the mind boggles as to what oh. would go on in that strip. Oh, hang on. This might be a spin-off episode, this. Um, I'll just tell you some of the things that are involved in it, and you can decide if we want to look at it at a separate episode. We're, uh, they're in a disco in Spain. Mm. One of the players dances with a local girl. Uh, there's some pushing and shoving. Uh, one of the locals says, and I'll, I'll say this phonetically as it's written in the comic... Maria is my girl. And then another one said, otherwise you are get a fist in the face. See? No. Uh, Fucking hell. Further on, on the second page, uh, one of the Spaniards is on his knees. It looks like he's begging for mercy. (laughs) So... I don't know. Maybe this is worthy of a separate deep dive. Fucking hell. Falling out with the locals, the local Spanish lads on a fucking tour. Fucking hell. Does happen. We went on a school trip to Greece when we were in the fifth year at school. What they call that now, year 11. And it was mad. I was telling my kids about the other day because we all went on this thing and it was a tour, right? But we were all demob happy because we were like a month or two away from doing our final exams. Yeah. And so there was not much that we could, we weren't, you know, everyone was a bit like, oh, fuck it, we're leaving anyway. They can't chuck us out of the school. But the teachers themselves were very kind of like, they were 
pretty sort of liberal young teachers. You've mentioned this right? before. Didn't didn't want didn't one of the female teachers' breasts? She was having exposed. it off with my mate. She, yeah. was, she was genuinely having it off yeah. with my mate. No, I don't know if it, that was going down in Greece. It probably was because they were both there. But at, out, outside of that, she was fully having it off with my mate Christ. for, I think, a, a lengthy period, which is really dodgy. But at the time, we all just thought it was, like, really funny, you know. Yeah. Like, you look back and think, that's not on, is it? Well, if but it was anyway, either way around, it was a male teacher and a, oh, yeah. a, a, a 16-year-old bedlam. girl. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Would have been bedlam. But actually, there was another incident like that in my school, but it wasn't a teacher. It was a girl in my year and the bloke who ran... The sports centre, which was oh God. it was it was at the school premises, but it also could be you know used at weekends, you know by just punters. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he ran that, and he was. Uh, they're still together now, though. Oh well. So you know, yeah, but anyway, so about. like you know, I'm not judging any of these people. But on this school trip, we escaped out one night to a disco, and uh, it was just in a little seaside town, and it was the only time I've actually seen an actual dance-off break out organically like you see in a film i'm not joking right i can't remember what the song was but the year was would have been 1991 it was very much i remember all the discos playing things like delight a lot right and uh but it was it wouldn't have been delight it would have been something with a bit more of a hip-hop vibe because suddenly scott who was like that one of the hardest kids in the school who we were surprised had come along on the greece trip with us right so he thought he'd just be too busy. He had to stay home and take care of his heart, like being a local hard man, which is like, there's so much admin in that. You can't just fuck off to Greece for a week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What if another hard man tries to take liberties while you're gone? <laughs> so I was quite surprised to see Scott there. But anyway, he came to the disco with us and there was some rough Greek lads who looked a bit annoyed that we were there. And then Scott, all of a sudden, started doing the running man, Right. One of the greatest dances of all time. Yeah. Everyone wishes they could do the running man really well. I I still try it now as an adult. Like Is that in the what kitchen you do in, in my your Vita Modular pod shed? I do it in the Vita Modular. Sometimes I do it in the kitchen. Sometimes I try and show the kids some of my dance moves from back mm. in the day just to embarrass them. But I can't really do the running man, not properly. If you want to see like one of the best running mans... Look at the video for I'm Not the Man I Used to Be by Fine Young Cannibals. And they just it's all shot in black and white and they've just got these lads in a sort of some sort of cool basement illegal parties going on as far as I can establish, Andy. Right. And um there's some lads doing the running man, it's brilliant. But anyway, Scott, the local hard man, started doing it to that level, like a professional level where he's like turning halfway through and then breaking into the splits and jumping straight back up and carrying on. I couldn't believe it, right? A circle formed. He was that good, right? <laughs> then two of the Greek lads came into the circle and started aggressively dancing back at him. Whoa. And I turned to my mates and I was like, you know what we've got here, don't you? A good old-fashioned dance We've got a dance off on our hands. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing, my mate, the one who was having it off with the music teacher, the one you just mentioned, mm-hmm. he thought, this is unfair. It's two on one. There's two Greek lads. I'm going to go in and back up Scott. Not Bored. that Scott needed any backup because he, he really I mean, you've was got to hard. Be good. You've got to be good to get involved. And I thought, I'm not going to mention this guy's name for obvious reasons, but mm. I thought, Ugh, I don't know what he's doing. He must be drunk because this is a dangerous situation to get involved in yeah. and you better be good. He's got in there. Guess what? He can do the running man really well too. Oh. And it's got some sort of, not the splits, but got some other thing where he sort of like goes down 
almost like Ali Baba, <laughs> cross-legged and springs back up. I, my mind was blown because I'd known these two lads throughout my school career and neither of them had ever demonstrated <laughs> any dancing stuff. prowess before. Yeah. And that's when I realised, right, what they'd been doing had been diligently practising dancing alone in their bedroom for possibly years. For this occasion. Too embarrassed to do it publicly because, mm. you know, if you, you're a bit of a hard man or a bit of a lad... You don't want to be showing, oh, I've been, I've got dance moves that I've practised. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the situation arose where they were like, now is the time. And it was astonishingly good. In the end, they so clearly destroyed the opposition that the opposition just decided to try and beat us all up. Oh, uh, that's a shame. That's yeah, a shame. it was like, the, I was, I, it went from I was having the time of my life right? Felt like I was in an amazing film, like Dirty Dancing. I was clapping, I was cheering them on. My breath was taken away by the dancing prowess of these men, these Mm. ordinary adolescent boys who had never shown me any glimpse of this talent before. I was was Mm. stunned. I was having the time of my life. Then all of a sudden, bang, some cunt hits me on the back of the head. Fists are flying. We're woefully outnumbered and we have to peg it out of the disco back to the hotel. So that's, all, that's... I suppose what I'm saying is, kids, if you want to get involved in a dance off and when you're in a disco abroad, just fucking be careful, yeah? Toxic masculinity, <coughs> innit? You know, Very much they so. get embarrassed on their own patch, so they just lash out with violence. Yeah, because they thought the girls would all want to get off with Pathetic. us because two of our crew were really good at dancing. But, you know, maybe we weren't there to get off with the you're local Greek girls. Dance. Maybe we were there because we loved dancing yeah, to music. Yourselves. Exactly. It doesn't all have to come down Christ. to sex. No. Um, so the apprentice is already ongoing, but what's happening is they are now starting a three-page strip each week, which is called The Best of Roy of the Rovers, which I'll just show you a bit. You'll recognise that from the books you've read. Oh, yeah. That's 1950s, right that, the, the when early, he had that yeah, sort of hairstyle. So there's three pages of that chucked in. Um, I'm mm, not sure why. Feels a bit lazy. That'd be if like it, us doing a new subscription level and doing an extra episode a week that was the best of Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah. And we just were like rehashing shit from yeah. a few years back. Not even doing like a, a deep dive into the episodes itself, which is what we will eventually do as yeah. this podcast gradually eats itself. Um, so, uh, yeah, three pages of black and white 1950s. Old Roy the Rover stories, and I don't know why. They've obviously increased the, um, <clears throat> is the word pagination that I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. Um, and Lovely no word, price that, increase yet, but I feel as though price increase may be coming somewhere down the line because of that. Uh, and obviously they've introduced that new Apprentice's story as well. So They're it's testing all, it's, the water. It's a lot more Roy-centric than it has been. Um, they've, done, and, they've done a lot of research, it's quite clear. They got rid of some of the shit and they go, people just mm. want, give the people what they want. Um, there's a West Ham player on the sign, please. So I guess spread. who it is. Do you want to try? 1983. 1983, June 1983. I'm going to guess, because they never get the top people. So I'm going to guess. Who would be the top simply, people? Who would be the top Trevor Bro- Trevor Brookin in 83, right. Alan right. Devonshire, mm. and Tony Cotty made his debut that year and it was already kind of, you know, burst onto the scene. Okay. But I'm going to say Dave Swindlehurst. You're going to have one more guess. Hmm. 
My second guess is Paul Goddard. Gonna kick yourself. Oh, I was gonna fucking say him as well. Alvin Martin. Alvin Martin, who you've spoken about as being a lovely fella oh, in the past on this podcast. I see him as like a father figure. Yeah. Never mind. There it is. Alvin Martin, sign please in the centre. So, um, obviously, the Royal Rovers story now begins on the front page and it goes into the centre and then across onto the back page. So, we've got four pages worth. Um, so, it, we've got, uh, it says, a final training session for Walford Rovers before their summer tour of Canada. Uh, which is already problematic because Roy has committed to Vernon Elliott's testimonial match at Melchester, Fuck which he now can't hell. do because he's away to Canada with Walford. I've got one of my cluster of dates going on here. I'll and have now, to take to my bed for a couple of days. I've left Melchester, but I still have commitments relating to Melchester, and it is a pain in the fucking neck. I have to be honest. My, it's my old problem. I give too much. <laughs> I give too much of my time and my energy to others. I basically feel as though I've got two clubs in my heart right now. And uh, my heart's only so big. And it is very big. Uh, I, that's actually true. I had a scan once and the doctors told me that I had a heart the size of an elephant's heart. They'd never seen what anything was, like it. What was it Kevin Keegan said about the size of his heart? About one of the players' hearts? Sean Mike Phillips. He's got, yeah, he said he's a he's he's got a heart as big as his body, and that's not very big. But I tell you what, his heart's bigger. That's right. What? <laughs> <laughs> Academics have spent decades caught up in that sentence, yeah. trying to figure it out, and decipher it. God. Um, so he's in the training session. Um, it says it looked as if Roy Race, their new player manager, needed all the training he could get. He's having such a hard time, isn't he? And he's fallen foul of a tackle from one of his teammates there in the training session. Um, he's wearing his Walford kit. He's got his number nine shirt on for training, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so he gets tackled. Uh, he goes, oof! And then another player skips past him as he lunges in and he goes, oh, n- no! <laughs> and then, then he hits a shot over the bar from about fucking eight yards out and one of his teammates who looks remarkably like Bracky Gray but with extra sideburns goes uh, <laughs> says uh, good grief <laughs> we'll give him a scouse accent as well why not <laughs> why not his name's Greyy Black <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh, he does a header as well as a close up of him doing a header he's got his eyes shut um, and that must go wide or over the bar because the teammate in the background just looks dismayed and says he's missed another sitter so Roy is having a fucking nightmare continued on colour pages inside we turn over for that Uh, ah is this hang on is this the no it's not this is Joe Bellamy who looks also slightly like Blackie Grey but has a moustache but isn't he the one with sideburns? He like Paco Diaz, mate. He's like Paco Diaz's um, I guess so, yeah, with Gray's moustache. love child. Yeah. The, the hair made me think of Blackie and the face, because they've all got the same face. But yeah, the sideburns guy on the front isn't Joe Bellamy. But this is Joe Bellamy, former captain of Walford, it says. Because, oh, of yeah, course, Roy has replaced him as captain. He's come in, player, captain, manager, the lot. Triple threat. Um... And Joe Bellamy, 
I've forgotten how Joe Bellamy talks, but we'll just say, what's the matter, Roy? You're the expert. You're supposed to be showing us how it's done. Oh, what a cunt. <laughs> hands on hips as well as he says this. Cunt. Look at him. Hands on hips, standing over Roy. Roy's on the yeah. ground. He's, looking he, weirdly, his pelvis is thrust out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have some of that. And um, Roy says, sorry, lads, I've uh, got one or two things on my mind. And then we get the yellow box, which brings us up to speed on what's been happening. It says, Roy was putting it mildly. The former star of Melchester Rovers had been looking forward to a holiday in Crete with his family, followed by a testimonial match for his old Melchester teammate Vernon Elliott. But the forthcoming tour had wrecked Roy's plans and his peace of mind. Look at Joe Bellamy's face. It says Bellamy knew nothing of Roy's domestic problems. And Be- Be- Bellamy is cocking his thumb in the direction of Roy. Bellamy has he- broken the fourth wall here, mate. Which hardly ever happens. So, is he though? Is he not just talking to his teammates that are g- gathered round? I know it looks like that. He's staring right down the lens. Yeah, but... The fucking... What's his name? He's staring right at Skew. Yeah, I guess. I'm not sure. I know I think... he's not supposed to be addressing us, but I'm just saying it looks, it looks like, like he's. That, I just think yeah. usually there's only... There are occasions where the fourth wall is broken, but it's always Roy. Yeah, it's always Roy. It's usually just a headshot... And it's, it's usually Roy a, a, will, it's when he lectures the young yeah. readers about hooliganism. It's diatribe about hooliganism, isn't it? Or standards, or manners, or something. Yeah. Like that. Mm-hmm. The state I of the nation. You and I, you and I, and your parents will all agree things were a lot better in the olden times before <laughs> the floodgates opened and our friends from the Commonwealth started coming over here. And I've got no problem, but there are limits. This is a green and pleasant land. Standards have dropped, and if you look at the, if, uh, there's no coincidence. Why? <laughs> anyway, all the best, like, all the best chums. <laughs> if you agree with my hardline views on immigration, <laughs> then write me a letter, <laughs> and I will the, definitely print it. The most it. hardline will receive three pounds. I will definitely print it in an attempt to bolster my views. <laughs> Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jalapeño. So Joe Bellamy said he's missing his Melchester mates, if you ask me. I'll bet he's wishing he was back with them now. And another teammate says, knock it off, Joe. Um, as the ball has returned into play, um, is that Joe Bellamy? Uh, I'm not, oh, yeah, it is. Joe Bellamy saying, uh, it isn't fair on the rest of us. Race is so mixed up, we haven't a chance of winning anything next season. He's bunkers in the nut, is what it is. <laughs> He's lost his fucking marbles, isn't he? <laughs> He's lost his bones. He needs to check up from the neck up. And Roy, desperate to retain control of the situation, says, what difference will it make, Bellamy? You haven't won anything up to now, as he steals the ball from him. That's a Sam Allardyce type thing to say. What a retort. He said Brian Clough when he walked into Leeds and he says, get all your medals out, put them on the table. Chuck them in a bin. Chuck them in the bin. Because you got them all dishonestly. (laughs) Yeah. You got them all by cheating. Yeah. Fucking hell. Hi, everyone. I'm your new boss. Hello, cunts. I've got no respect for any of you whatsoever. <laughs> oh, God. 44 days later, back on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so he nicks the ball off Bellamy, who says, Hi! <laughs> and then Bellamy shouts, Get him! Take him! Fucking hell. Mm-hmm. It's civil war. Um, Roy shouts, You've got to catch me first, boys. And when I really put my mind to it, I take some catching. And Ooh, then th- this this, this panel is weird. Roy's now wearing a red top and the whole thing is is washed it's in orange. Si- it's gone psychedelic. At it this has. point, like while you're reading the- it, start imagining either the song White Rabbit or... <laughs> The opening strains of Riders on the Storm by The Doors. It's right? as if they're... Because it suddenly goes super psychedelic. They're now playing on the surface of the sun or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's taken some... I took some of that peyote. What a fucking blackies cousins went over to America and brought it back in a, in a johnny up his bum hole. And it's fucking... I tell you what, I saw some mad shit and a lot of things fell into place for the first time ever. But unfortunately, once I came round, I couldn't remember out. Thing is, now that the season's finished, they've stopped with the drug test, so we can take whatever we want while we're in Canada. Well, we meet up at the feathers and just fucking put a bit of peyote in our fucking beers. Uh, every night, we're, we're like ad- addicts now. Every night, we're just fucking lacing the old beers with fucking peyote and then going out into the car park, just lying flat on our back on the bonnet of the car. <laughs> Just fucking watching the universe do its thing. It's fucking unreal. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of taking some before a game. So he slaloms through three Walford players in this training session, leaves them all on the deck. One of them goes, oomph! Another goes, oh! As Roy weaves through them all. I take some catching, he says. And then we're back in reality again in the next frame over the page. Uh, he belts the ball past the keeper into the bottom corner. Um, get in there, he shouts. Um, <laughs> Have that. The keeper doesn't like it. The keeper goes, watch it, Roy. He turns around. He's got his his, his hands on his hips now, in the same stance that Bellamy had. Uh, crotch thrust forward, similarly. And he says, does anyone still think I'm a little mixed up? <laughs> <laughs> Mixed Anyone up. Anyone else think I'm fucking right for the funny farm? 
and uh, two of them on the ground. One goes, uh, no, Roy. Another one says, not me. Oh, and here we are. We've got a Roy uh, close-up headshot. Obviously, he's not addressing uh, us directly here, but, you know, it's very intense. He says, I've had to break a lot of promises to make this tour, but right now I'm the player manager of Walford, which he keeps saying every week, as if <laughs> no one is convinced by this, not even him. I'm the player manager of Walford, which is all that really matters. So let's have no more cracks about Melchester Rovers. He needs to instigate a fining system. Yeah. Uh, 10 like, quid every time like someone says Melchester. Would have, like yeah. Frank That was a very elaborate fine system, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, at that moment, in the Rolls-Royce, appears Harvey Rawson, the chairman of Walford Rovers. Roy, could I have a word? Be right with you, Harvey. As soon as I've organised the lads into some training groups. Roy, I've got a plan for you, and I'm going to show it to you in the back of my Rolls Royce. Is that you, Rolls Royce? Yes, Roy, I bought a new one on the way here. I dumped the old one by the roadside. You see, Roy, I am a, a rampant narcissist, consumed by my own wealth and power. Yeah. Oh, well, fair enough. I uh, I broke wind in the old one, decided I didn't like it anymore. It was tainted. I imagine it's full of rats now. <laughs> you know that um, I know someone whose daughter has got such a phobia of spiders that she had a brand new car and a spider got in it. And when she saw it, she just stopped the car, got out of it and just abandoned it. Left the car. Yeah. You know. And and her mum had to go and find it and yeah. pick it up and drive it back, and then she sold the car. Nowhere. Yeah, because a spider had been in it. A spider had been in the car. Well, these are the times we live in, I guess. Mm. Um, <laughs> fucking hell, getting old. <laughs> these <laughs> modern kids with the spiders <laughs> in their cars. They can't handle it. We used to have Back spiders crawling all over our faces when we drove. Spiders were in your car all the time. You couldn't do anything about it. You had to make friends with them. I had plenty of mates. Back in the 80s, half of my mates were spiders. <laughs> I had no choice. Does she not know about that made-up fact about spiders going in your mouth when you're asleep? <laughs> Maybe that's what set her off. <laughs> Tell her it ain't true. I mean, spiders <laughs> do go in your mouth, but by no means the amount they say. I mean, maybe one spider in a lifetime. <laughs> I mean, it got to the stage where people were saying you ate up to 12 spiders a night. That's insane. <laughs> so uh, Harvey Rawson says, uh, I hear this tour is causing you a few headaches. Roy says, it certainly is. Wait a minute. How did you know? Um, for, uh, Rawson says it's my mm. business to know Roy it's my business to know Roy <laughs> yeah well, I have my sources <laughs> yeah the problems the personal problems of my playing staff are Walford's problems too I've Fucking had cameras home. installed in your home Roy I yes, want that, your wife undress every night that home of mine that I let you live in yes it's riddled <laughs> with CCTV and bugging and sometimes devices. I'm in the next room and I have a small hole <laughs> that I spy through <laughs> Did you know a that glory every night, hole, you might say. <laughs> I have spiders released into your bedroom every night. 1 a.m. <laughs> spider hour. <laughs> Sometimes I put my willy through the hole and you're out. <laughs> and I try to convince Penny that it's you on the other side of the wall. 
<laughs> I do my it? best Roy impression. I say, hey, up, Penny, 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 it's me. Wank us off, will you, before I go to training? She hasn't fallen for it yet, Roy. <laughs> Perhaps our penises are Wank different. Us through this hole. <laughs> so he says, uh, the personal problems of the playing staff are my problems, are Wolford's problems too. So I've decided to drop you from the tour party. What? He says, I reckon you need that holiday and you can keep your promise to Vernon Elliott too. He deserves the best. What? Surely his attitude should be, fuck your holiday. Fuck Vernon Elliott as well. You're mine <laughs> now. That Vernon Elliott's legs gone to fuck. The man's a cripple. He's of no use to any of us. He should be lucky you got him that non-job working with those fucking kids. He should be sitting on the pavement rattling a tin of change. <laughs> That's too good for him even. He wants fucking lock it up. That's what I'd do to all cripples, personally. They're a drain on the state's resources. <laughs> so, over the page, front of the back, Roy... Fuck is, it out. I mean, I've got some hardline views, but that... That's beyond the pale even for me. You can't imprison people just because they've got a knee injury. <laughs> Roy, you're very naive and young. You haven't seen as much pain as I have in the world. Well, Walford is just the first step on my major grand plan. <laughs> so to cleanse all of this the, society of the scum that live amongst us. All of the us. feeble and the lame shall be dispensed of, let's say. <laughs> Roy... Do you, like me, believe that income tax is a fascistic weapon of oppression? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I suppose so, but I haven't really put it in those terms before. <laughs> so Roy says, but, and I won't take no for an answer, I know how you feel about interference from directors, but just this once you'll have to put up with it. And he drives off with the dust, a cloud of dust around his wheels as he zooms away. Uh, Roy thinks to himself, I don't get it. He's deliberately pushing me back into my old life. The people and places I'm trying to forget. Why, for Pete's sake? Well, that's a bit deep, but yeah, it kind of is for doing Pete's that. Pete's sake's a good phrase, isn't it? He's, try he's trying to push me back into my old life of going on holiday with Penny. <laughs> the people <laughs> I'm trying to forget. <laughs> I was hoping this would give me the excuse I needed to not go to fucking Cyprus this year. I'm sick of the place. Crete. It's full of fucking one-eyed stray cats. Well, it's Crete, not Cyprus, and it's about to be revealed why. Yeah. He should be and so... fucking... There are lizards everywhere. There are a lizard in my fucking bathroom last year. I'm not going back there. Look at his face there. He's running off. Delighted. He's thinking, but right now, who cares? I've got to tell Penny. Well, hey. the, uh, he's on the phone box, um, which I guess is in the, the changing room, uh, the uh, training ground. Uh, within moments, Roy was in contact with his home in Melchester. Penny, is that you? I've got some fantastic news, love. Oh, have you? Says a voice on the other end of the line. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. oh is it? fuck it, Al. It's, it's uh... Penny's mother. Oh, what a battle axe. And she says, oh, she's doing that thing where she holds her other ear that she's not listening to the phone with. She's got the, the headset to one ear. And, <laughs> That's the old-fashioned way yeah, of so she can hear using properly. the phone. Well, this isn't Penny Roy. It's her mother. You ought to be ashamed of yourself spoiling her holiday like that. 
Oh, fuck here now. Oh, God. <laughs> he says, boy, it's all right now, Mum, as he's been probably ordered to call her. <laughs> I'll call her Mum, she'll like that. <laughs> Let me talk to her, please. <clears throat> oh, look at the next panel, Sam. Oh, she says, you're too late. Penny decided that she wasn't going to sit around while you enjoy yourself in Canada, so she's taking an extra fortnight's holiday. And as a taxi driver loading the cases into the back of a taxi, Penny... And the children all look really sad. <laughs> They're going on a sadness holiday. Roy. Penny is fucking nuts, mate. I'm sorry. Oh, well, but this is not the first time she has fucked off. And very often, all Roy is trying to do is hold different fucking strands of his life together. Spinning plates, yeah. And, but... you know, you expect some support from your partner in these mm-hmm. situations. He, he, he's never done anything directly to harm her or to betray her trust. No. But he is busy. And she, let's be honest, Andy, as well. She is living a life... It reminds me of Sopranos. You know, she, what's her name? She's always Carmella. on at Tony. Yeah, mm-hmm. Carmela's always on at Tony. But she loves living in the big house and she loves the trappings of Tony's work. Yeah. But she doesn't want to think about how he owns it. And when he gets stressed, she just turns on him. Right, yeah. and that's a bit what Penny does with Roy. Maybe. First sign of fucking oh, she oh her holiday, her nice luxury holiday might be inconvenience. Right, I'm leaving you. Mm. Maybe I wouldn't mind, but this is not the first time she's she's pulled this sort of stunt. I mean, we've we've talked about Dick Turpin being an inspiration for Ridge and Bull, and mm. also uh, for uh, the uh, the Blitz Club and yeah. the New Romantics. And, the yeah. and maybe maybe Roy the Rovers was an inspiration for. Uh, Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. Maybe David Chase grew up. I used to read a soccer comic that I got imported. It was called Roy of the Rovers, and I found it totally compelling. And I thought, <laughs> what would it be if we trans- transported this story from the mil- the fictional town of Melchester to New Jersey in the United States? <laughs> and rather than run a soccer team, the protagonist ran the local mafia. <laughs> We called it the Sopranos, and the Lots rest of is similarities. Roy Race is Tony mm. Soprano. There we go. Took us um, yeah, almost Black three years to figure that is, out. Uh, maybe Christopher Montesante. Yeah. So Roy or Paulie Walnuts, more likely. Yeah, yeah. So Roy says what? And Roy's mother says, "Penny and the twins have gone to Crete without you." Fuck! It's always Crete. It's always Crete. Yeah. So there we are. Penny's gone to Crete. Roy uh, isn't going to Canada. It's yet again his domestic life has taken over and fucking derailed everything. He's just, he's just got too much going on in his life. Yeah. And time and time again, this is when we see men slip up. It's when we see them have mental health issues. It's when we see them fall into bad habits or mm-hmm. addiction. Too much. Roy's got too much going, too much going on. on. When your life becomes anything like that final scene in Goodfellas when he's trying to stir his sauce but also do the cocaine deal, right? Yeah. That is when you've got to, you've got to stop, you've got to press pause and you've got to say, what can I remove from can my I life? detangle from all of this? Yeah. Exactly. So uh, there we are. We'll find out what happens next time. And um, Mark's at a 10 for that giving that a strong nine yeah it was a nine there was lots going on very exciting uh, the Joe Bellamy yeah. subplot is is really 
um, getting my I just love the, the unexplained psychedelic bit where their kids oh, yeah. all change colour. Well, again, Sopranos, the peyote yeah, episode. Yeah, like the, like the weird dream sequences yeah. they have, yeah. Yeah, fucking hell, there you go. Figured it out. Uh, thanks very much for listening then. More next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.